As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hey, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. And I'm so excited today. I don't know about you, but oftentimes in business, you may struggle to get all the patients, all the referrals. Just come into your practice like clockwork. And that's what the problem we want to solve for you today. And by the time you finish today, you're going to know how to build a strong LinkedIn profile so you can start attracting the right referral partner. That's right. You can use LinkedIn to attract additional patients. You're going to have an understanding of why this actually matters for your dental practice because you may not be thinking of LinkedIn as a viable way to actually grow your dental practice. But most importantly, you're going to walk away feeling really confident to optimize your LinkedIn profile so you can get those maximum results. And when it comes to helping people get maximum results from their LinkedIn profiles, Tracy Enos is one of the best. In fact, using LinkedIn was a tool that helped her provide for her family, and she loves helping others do the same thing. Tracy, welcome to the show. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. Excited. Oh, my gosh. Yo, me, me too. I, I, this is such an interesting topic. And, and I know certainly within the, the realm of marketing and practice growth, and, and this is just a little bit different today, what we're talking about, because we're not necessarily talking about you know running marketing campaigns or outsourcing this to your marketing company. In fact, you know, maybe dentists listening right now are thinking, well, isn't this something my marketing company should be doing for me? So why should a doctor even consider being on LinkedIn? Oh, you're asking me a question. Oh, please. Um, this is not a platform that you should outsource to a marketing company. It is a very personal platform. As a matter of fact, uh, your personal profile, 99% of your activities on LinkedIn are tied to the personal profile. You might think the company page might have a lot of functionality and features. It does have a lot more than I've seen in the last, you know, 13 years that I've been on the platform, but your personal prof profile still trumps. And that's, you know, and that's where you're going to be seen. And that's your first impression to everybody. Okay. And so what goes into to making a good LinkedIn profile? Why, why does this even matter, right? People are on it, but, but how can doctors really use this platform to help grow their dental practice? While B2C or business to customer is growing on LinkedIn, it's still not the preferred platform for that. Yes, it can work, but it might take a lot longer. So for uh, dental practices and specialists, I would recommend going the business to business route, B2B route, and start looking for referral partners that are in this space. So you might want to think about, let's say, um, you, many of you probably have done the local network working group thing. I know I did when I first started, you know, in my career. And today, you know, the landscape has changed. Social media has blown up. And, you know, we're in the world of Zoom now <laughs> instead of, you know, and I'm, I know there's still, you know, face-to-face -face events and stuff like that. 
But think about, you know, when you went to the chamber meetings or local networking groups, who are those typical people that send you referrals? So for example, let's say a relocation company. Well, a lot of those relocation companies are looking for your local realtors, right? So get in touch and start, you know, creating a, a group of, of local people that, you know, when a new family comes to town, they're now looking for, you know, new doctors, new dentists and whatnot. So that's an, an ideal um, situation to start building a network around the people that you would typically see a referral partner, like in your local networking groups. Okay. And this is a, a very different strategy than, than say your Facebook book advertising or your your Twitter advertising where you're trying to get the the inpatient. This is really working on trying to find referral partners, like you mentioned, like that real estate agent that has a new family move into town and says, by the way, do you need a good dentist? Correct. Absolutely. Um, and additionally, uh, you can think of, um, well, look, let's just start here. LinkedIn is a platform to build one-on-one -on -one relationships. And that's LinkedIn's goal. It's very different than, let's say, Twitter. Well, formerly Twitter, now X or Instagram or Facebook, even where you're getting the customer um, as opposed to a referral partner. And so they want you to build, you know, build relationships just like you would with your local people in hmm. town that just love you and say, oh, yeah, I've got a great dentist. Uh, his name is, you know, Dr. Smith. Go Google him. Right. And so what do people do? They're going to go Google you, right? Even if it's a referral. So it's it's the same thing with LinkedIn. Hmm. You got to build those relationships. Okay. And so now you mentioned that, what, 99% or 97% of the activity takes place on your personal profile? It's your personal profile is used. So for example, when you go in and let's say you're in the homepage on the newsfeed and you're scrolling through people's posts and you happen to land on one that you like, and you go and they call it insight. So you like it or you love it or, or, you know, one of those, pick one of those insights or you comment on it. And the first thing that people are going to see is your face. So your profile mm -hmm. photo. And if you comment, they're going to see a little bit of your headline. Hmm. You know, so they're going to see um, th that's, you know, that piques curiosity. Right. Um, additionally, if you're the one that's posting, for example, they're going to see even more of your face and more of your headline. And then um, any comments that you have, maybe you um, created a newsletter or you're going and actually going in and finding people on LinkedIn and sending them a connection request or you're sending them, you know, messages in their inbox. They're going to see the first thing they're going to see all the time is your face and a portion of your headline. Wow. So, so this profile page is pretty important, isn't it? It 100% it is. Yes. So, right. I mean, you know, maybe you're the doctor and you think, well, I've got my profile pickup. I've like talked about the school I went to. I've got doctor in the headline. Like, like, is that a solid profile? And, and, and if not, how do you build a really solid profile? No, that's a start, though. Um, it's it, funny. I mean, I've been on LinkedIn since 2009. I've been really active on it since 2011 and more so even in 2012 and 2013 when I start getting paid for doing what I'm doing today. Um, LinkedIn has changed a lot. But the one thing that has stayed the same is the profile. Now, a lot of the hmm. features and the way the profile is lays is the layout of it has changed somewhat. But I like what they've really done with it today is you have now so many sections to fill out. And most people are really lazy 
and they'll just put, you know, I'm Dr. You know, so-and-so we'll say Dr. Smith again at XYZ dental office, Mm -hmm. you know, and then typically a photo of them and maybe their family or their dog or them holding up, you know, their, their biggest fish catch or something silly like that. No background banner. Um, and they really just, they might put their education in Hmm. and maybe their current work experience, but they just list it. They don't add any more details to it. And so what we have found over the course of several years in order to bring in opportunity and hopefully not miss any opportunity is really take the time to fill out the the profile using our HEAT method. And so our acronym is great. So H is for human. So at the end of the day, it's called a personal profile for a reason. So don't go put your logo in your personal profile photo, right? People do business with people, right? They want to see the, the person that they're doing business with. But there's some other sections in the profile that are often neglected, such as volunteer work. Um, how about organizations that you support or you belong to? Um, how about your honors and awards, licenses? How about your skills? How about any projects that you're proud of or publications you've written or been written about you or your office? See, those are many of those sections. People, they just neglect because they're listening to um, other people who claim to be the gurus that say, oh, people don't ever look at the rest of the profile. There's no need to fill that out. I highly disagree. I've been doing this for a long time. And 30% of the people that want your profile are not going to, but 70% are going to go in and they're going to, they want to get a good feel about who you are. Right. Which brings us to the E that's the expertise, right? So you want to showcase your expertise. Now we don't want the profile to be all about you, right? We got to, we have to decide what our reason for being on LinkedIn is, and we got to define your goals and your business objectives. So you want to showcase your expertise because whoever it is that you're trying to attract on LinkedIn based off your goals and objectives, you, you are going to showcase that expertise. That's important to them. Hmm. Right. And so you're going to tell a little story about yourself in the about summary. And there's a lot of people that will still use the about summary as their typical CV or resume. They're just listing all of their accomplishments and not really sharing who it is that they want to connect with. How is it that they help them? You know, what's the benefit of working with them over the competitor down the street? And at the end of the day, what kind of results can they get? So say, for example, if you're looking for referral partners, you want to make sure that you make them look like the hero for referring you. Hmm. Right. So don't you, Tim, if you ever refer somebody, you hope that that person takes really great care of your of your client or your friend or your customer. Oh, so I, absolutely. Like the hero. <laughs> it, it, it's paramount. You, you never want to make a referral and look bad for it. Exactly. You always want to get the phone call from the person you refer that said, oh, thank you for sending me over to Dr. Smith. He's absolutely amazing. We love him. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So that brings us into the A, the authority. So don't just detail these things. Describe a little bit more why you're the authority on this subject matter. Hmm. Right. So that kind of flows with the expertise. And then we expand on that with the authority. And that goes even beyond the actually about summary. We can start taking that into the work experience and start filling out more of those things that you do that, I mean, because every section on LinkedIn has a finite um, character count. 
So you only get not words, but characters. Mm. So you only get so many, you know, to use. And so we got to be really, um, I think we kind of reverse engineer some sections. So we kind of get the most out of each section. Um, and then the T is the trust. So when you really build out a wonderful and great profile that aligns with your objectives and your goals, you're therefore going to increase you know, your uh, acceptance rates of your connection invitations or people responding to your messages in your inbox or when you go and get active in the news feed, whether you're the one posting the content, your employees are sharing your content or you are um, going and engaging with others content. People are going to get curious and they're going to go to view your profile and check it out. And you might have big opportunity in there. Trust me. I mean, LinkedIn, as long as you have a premium membership, LinkedIn tells you in the last 365 days, who has viewed your profile. And I'm telling you, Tim, there are some hot, hot prospects and gold nuggets in that list. Wow. I, and so really that, that heat method, it's human, it's expertise, authority, and that all leads to that last point, which is building trust is building trust. So let me give you an example. So when LinkedIn had this um, section called the interest section, um, we kind of capitalized on it because we got a little tip from a LinkedIn executive that they were, the section was there meant to for keywords because LinkedIn is a search engine after all, right? It's one big search engine. And so the, the idea for the, the interest section was to put in some of your, like your hobbies or your interests or your, you know, some of the skills that you're really great at, right? So when people went and typed that in, looking for that specific keyword or keywords, they might, you might show up organically. Hmm. So this is what I shared with people as an example. So let's say um, I put in my profile that I'm a great fisherman, right? I love to fish. Uh, personally, I love the fish, but it's really boring. I kind of need some beer. <laughs> it's a fish, so. But anyway, so, <laughs> but let's just assume I'm looking for an estate attorney in Kansas City. And I find two Cadillacs in the industry on LinkedIn. So I go to each one of their profiles and I scroll down and I notice that one of them is an actually avid fisherman just like me, right? Who do you think of those two great estate attorneys am I going to call first? Oh, probably the one who fishes. I, I, that's my guess. Absolutely. Because you are likable already because you have something in common. It's an icebreaker and it's something that you guys can, you know, chat about before you get down to business. Hmm. Right. But back to that human element, isn't it? It is that likable, that trust, the human hmm. inside you. And like I said earlier, you know, these are the, the things that people forget about when filling out their, their profile. I mean, the, the new thing right now is you have this younger generation is says, treat it like a sales page, treat it like your website where there's just no human at all. It is just, it's cold, hmm. right? There's, yeah. there's no person behind that. It is just all copywriting and sell, 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 pitch, pitch, pitch. Hmm. So, so it really does come back to just building that relationship, right? Getting clear on your goals of, of why do you want this profile? What are you attempting to do? And then following that heat method to really help optimize your profile so that you do come across as a human. You do come across with the expertise, authority, and therefore people trust you. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with adding your accolades in there. You know, mm -hmm. you're, that's why they have the sections, your licenses. If you have a patent, 
you know, your honors, your awards, right? That's okay to do that. People like that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Your volunteer yeah. work, you know, um, for example, I have some clients that only want to attract Christian companies to work with. And so they put in their church volunteer work. You know, I have some clients that are very religious as well, but they don't they don't feel comfortable doing that because they don't want to, um, you know, push away other people that they would yeah. potentially be able to work with. So um, a lot of these things are optional. You don't have to put everything that you've ever done in your entire life in there. Mm -hmm. but pick some of the high points. Wow. Interesting. Now you, you touched on something a little bit earlier and that was, you said a lot of people today are saying, you know, just approach this as your, your website and make it salesy, make it marketing, but we really want to focus on that, that human side. So what are some strategies for building those referral relationships on LinkedIn without coming across as pushy or salesy? Cause I know a lot of times people are worried about that. So, so how do you build that relationship without the salesiness in there? Well, don't get me wrong we do use some aspects of some copywriting and some uh, keyword uh, optimization. So we call that search engine optimization. It's very similar by using keywords um, and strategically, and we use hooks and we use headlines and things like that. You know, you want people to, you know, Oh, I want to click the see more. I got to, I got to know, I got to read the rest of this section. Right. So we do have some aspects of that in there to entice people take, to take the next step and whatever that next step looks like for you, right? So we do wanna, you know, um, we do create the profile to encourage that. And so um, the next step, what, I'm sorry, what was the question again? Oh, it, it's how do, you, how do you use LinkedIn in a way that you don't come across as pushy or salesy? Well, first of all, treat your, your profile like you're a human right? That's number one. Number two is when you start to reach out to people, send out connection requests, and then start messaging, messaging them in LinkedIn. Think of it like you're having a conversation, uh, you know, just a, a, a casual conversation at, you know, one of your networking events, right? Everybody's got, you know, their, their coffee, their tea or drink of choice, and they're buzzing around and they're meeting people. Well, you wouldn't immediately walk up to somebody and give them your 30 second elevator pitch, would you? No, no, you would start asking questions first, right? You mm -hmm. know, ask, you're asking questions about them because what do people like to do? They like to talk about themselves. Yeah. Right. So why is the LinkedIn inbox and outreach any different than that? Mm. It's not. It's not. Now, back in the day when I first got, you know, started on LinkedIn, it was very formal. Now, today, it's very casual. You add emojis in there. You can do GIFs now, animation. You can have all sorts of fun with it. And that's what people want to see is they want to feel comfortable that, you know, the minute they connect with you, you're not going to just shove it down their throat, <laughs> whatever wow. your thing is, right? Okay. So, we call this a pattern interrupt because everybody else is still doing that. And it's so old news. So go in there and, you know, make sure that they feel like you actually have a real um, interest in them. So go hmm. look at something on their profile or go to their website or go look at some of their other social and then pick something and ask them a question. Hmm. Right? And then start a conversation because look, people on LinkedIn, they're not dumb. They know why people are here. People are here to do business, right? Whatever that business looks like for you. 
but they don't want to be sold to. Hmm. Wow. So, so really once again, coming back to just being a human. Being a human, exactly. Or, what a concept. <laughs> right. How novel. I, I love it though, right? How simple, how how wonderful, right? Just be yourself, be natural, have conversations, but right, but but also do it in a way that that's optimized so that you do get those results that you're looking for. So, you know, you mentioned when you're reaching out, right? Like try to explore the person's profile and ask them a question or, you know, ask them about something that you see, right? You going back to your attorney example, right? They say they like to fish. So you say, Hey, tell me about wh where you like to fish, right? Just something to connect with them. Right. But are there some other strategies that can be used in those reach out messages too? In what way? Well, I, I'm just trying to think through, right, reaching out versus, I guess, even posting content. How do you differentiate between those two? How often should you be posting? What kind of content you should be should you be putting on? Or should you just be wor more worried about the outreach? Well, here's my idea with this. Look, we all should have one basic marketing campaign that becomes a well-oiled machine before you add the other shiny object. Right. So, for example, everybody's going, well, I want to go straight and start doing content. Well, I'm going to tell you what, if you don't understand LinkedIn's algorithm, you don't understand who you're trying to attract and what mm. kind of content that they can that they will engage with. You're and you're just throwing stuff out there just for the sake of throwing stuff out there. You're not going to get anywhere and you're going to spin your wheels. So what I recommend people do is what we call get back to basics. Okay. Start the campaign and build your network. Right. Mm. And as that becomes second nature, because we don't need to spend hours and hours a day on LinkedIn, but as that becomes second nature and you have, you know, your daily, weekly and monthly activities and, you know, you're spending, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day on that then start adding some other pieces into LinkedIn. One of the biggest um, problems that I hear from people on LinkedIn is that it's overwhelming. There is a lot of pieces yeah. and moving parts to LinkedIn. And there's a lot of things that you can do. You can do LinkedIn lives, you can create events, you can, you know, um, post content, but there's different kinds of content. There's like uh, carousels now and uh, polls and uh, there's, uh, there's also LinkedIn audio. So if you ever heard of Clubhouse, that's LinkedIn's version of that, by the way, it doesn't work very well. Um, there's <laughs> people really haven't adapted to that. There's LinkedIn groups. There are LinkedIn company pages, there are uh, job ads, there are, and there's other advanced strategies that I won't go into today on this call, but there's so much that you can do. And then people will stop doing any of their marketing at all because they're like, well, this mm. is too much. I'm never going to gain any ground doing that. So what I tell people is get the profile on the company page, um, you know, in, in a way that we just discussed that puts your best foot forward and your company's best foot forward, right? Because brand is important because by the way, what I didn't mention is your profile is indexed by Google. And because LinkedIn is an authority, um, uh, an authority site with Google, then yeah. your profile uh, oftentimes will show up before your company page. Wow. And your social media. So you want to make sure that it counts, right? So um, so going from there was create that well-oiled machine system. Have it going that like clockwork that you're doing five days a week, right? And then start adding in some of the other portions and hmm. the pieces like get your uh, get your office involved with the company page and doing some employee advocacy and sharing some of your content from your company page start a, a newsletter on LinkedIn whether it's on your personal profile or your company page 
then start, you know, start doing content, right? People don't always want to see stuff around business. People want to see your company culture. They want to see that you're having fun. They want to see what your employees are doing. They want to see, you know, you highlight your customers, right? They want to, they want to, they want to see this stuff. They want to see the fun stuff. They don't want to see your, what you had for lunch with your team. Yeah. You know, okay. <laughs> maybe yeah, right. you went to lunch with your team and there was yeah. a specific reason you went to lunch because you were highlighting a big success that your office had or something like that. Right. Love and then it. highlight the team and stuff. So people want to see that stuff. And that's what's going to eventually over time, because there's some people who all they do is post on LinkedIn, post, post, post. But it still takes them 18 to 24 months to start seeing some virality. Hmm. So you want to have your system working in the background, building out your referral network while you're starting to work on your content because content takes time. You got to it's it's something that you test, tweak, track, you know, and and um, you do more of what your audience likes. Right. But that okay. takes time. Well, but and the messaging is going to take a little tweaking, too. But it's but that's something you can jump in and get started with right away. Right. And what we do with that is we actually formulate common responses over time. Hmm. So we will templatize things, but we won't just copy and paste the template, you know, and oftentimes it depends on what the person says, what the reply yeah. was. So that's what I say. What are some of the common replies? And then we'll templatize things. And we have some little, you know, uh, softwares that help us, you know, keep track of that stuff. Um, and then we, you know, hit copy and paste and then we modify the message okay. right yeah. um so but you did ask a question about you know content how many days a week what times a day so there are some basic rules but again it depends on your network and that's something that you just have to test but basically they typically say posting tuesday wednesday and thursday are the best days of the week because mondays people are just getting back in the office hmm. fridays people are thinking about the weekend Right. Um, and but some people do well on the weekends, too. And um, typically before rush hour, post something um, or during lunchtime or when people get off of work. So like when they're standing in line at the grocery store, oh. you know, in the evening, they're scrolling through their news feed. Right now, LinkedIn has a new feature where you can actually schedule these posts. You don't need a third party scheduling tool to do that anymore. Wow. Okay. So, and that actually kind of leads me into a, a question about, right. If you're going to spend some time on LinkedIn, right. And you say you can get some real significant results in just about 30 minutes a day. How would you break down the time that you're spending? And the next, I wanted to ask you about tools that LinkedIn may have to help you do that. So how would you spend 30 minutes a day on LinkedIn? What would you be doing? So every day when I log into LinkedIn or have my clients log into LinkedIn, the first thing they're going to do is go look at their inbox. Who's responded, right? So hmm. we want to go in there and respond. Don't leave people hanging for like weeks at a time because it you may have lost opportunity. There may have been a hot prospect in there, a hot referral partner in there ready to send somebody to you. And then you didn't reply. Um, hmm. You just, and they were looking for somebody, right? So we always go to the inbox. Next thing we do is we go look at our notifications. If we know that um, we've posted some content, we want to make sure that we go and look at, Who's commented so we can reply to the comments, by the way, little tip here, LinkedIn likes comments the most. So you're going to get more eyeballs on your uh, content if you have comments. Mm. And so they like the first hour that you've posted something 
for you to reply to the comments. However, the life of a post is forever, but it will circle around for a couple weeks. Okay. So, um, so you want to make sure that you go and reply to everybody. So your comments actually, um, are no different than somebody else commenting on your post when it, when it, uh, has to do with the LinkedIn algorithm. So that's okay. Mm. All right. Um, secondly, go in there and if there, anybody's having, um, a birthday or somebody changed jobs or, uh, whatever notifications that you, cause you can turn these off if you want to, um, go in there and wish somebody a happy birthday. Now they have the, the canned message LinkedIn does go in and soup it up, you know, especially if you know that person, right. Send them a gift. Um, you okay. know, something, you know, that, that cat grabs your attention because it's a little video, um, you know, send them a, a very thoughtful, you know, birthday wish or congratulations or whatever, whatever the case may be. And if you're keeping up with this, you're not going to have dozens or, or, you know, of them every day. Yeah. Right? Just a handful. Mm -hmm, just a handful of it, uh, especially if they are your ideal referral partner. Right. So you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you stay in front of them. That's what we call top of mind marketing, hmm. right? You always want to stay in front of them because maybe they haven't sent you a referral for a while because maybe they forgot. You want to yeah. be the first person on the tip of their tongue when they run into somebody that needs a new dentist, mm -hmm. right? And then go in there and then start using some of the LinkedIn's tools based on, you know, who you identified as the perfect referral partner and start sending out connection requests. Hmm. Send out 10 to 20 a day. Right. So once that gets rolling, you're going to go in and the people who have accepted the connection request, you're going to go send them that welcome. Thank you for you know joining my network. And then what we talked about using a pattern interrupt, go find something interesting and ask them a question and start the conversation. Wow. How powerful, how simple, how easy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No marketing company should be doing that for you. <laughs> Yeah, right. This is human, right? It's just right. being a human. I, and I love that approach of yours, Tracy, because I think that's so different than what most companies are trying to do, because they try to automate this and send all the messages out. And that's just not what LinkedIn's about. It's about exactly. connection. It's about real relationships. So now in LinkedIn, right, I want to talk about you a little bit, because LinkedIn really has made a major impact in your life. It, it saved your business, didn't it? It absolutely 100% did. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, um, like I said, I've been on LinkedIn since 2011, but I really started my LinkedIn consulting business. Um, there's a backstory behind that, but it was in um, February of 2013. And so um, a couple years later, July, was it July 7th at 5.30 a.m., I sustained third degree burns in my kitchen. Oh my I had God. a plate with a pot of hot pasta water and a colander and a barefoot Tracy. <laughs> and so in a matter of seconds, that whole pot of pasta came back at me. Mm. And so um, all because I didn't want to burn my feet because I'd overfilled it a little too much. And yes, I'm clumsy. And so anyway, that landed me uh, six days in the burn unit and not in the next nine months I had uh, five or yeah, five surgeries in nine months. But, you know, when I, when I first got in the hospital, I didn't know what was going to happen. Look, I'm seeing a mom. I've got two young boys that are um, elementary school aged. Child care is outrageous. 
Um, and so the reason I was at the consulting business I had is it, it kept me at home so I could be here when the boys got on the bus and I could be here when the boys got off the bus every day. Mm-hmm. And so it afforded me that. Um, and a little funny story is uh, my second or third day in, I got a phone call. Now I'm doped up on morphine and goodness knows whatever else they were giving me at the yeah. time of pain. And I sold a $3,000 coaching package from my hospital room. <laughs> Don't recommend anybody do that. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, um, it was the foundation that I had built in LinkedIn prior to this accident hmm. that saved my, my company and my career. And then just a few months later, LinkedIn came out with, um, well, they actually came out with before that. And I had beta, uh, I was a beta tester, but I never wrote an article and they had, they called the um, pulse, which was a publishing platform. It's now your newsletters. And, um, I did my, my very first one and, um, it blew up and hmm. it actually got indexed on Google. My article was indexed above Richard Branson's article for productivity and in Google, I was so happy about that. You bet I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> and uh, and that uh, really ramped up my writing career hmm. after that. Um, I haven't written a lot on LinkedIn, but um, yeah, it, it gave me five figures in business and like, I don't know, like 1,200 uh, um, 1200 connection requests. Like it, it, I was busy. Wow, Tracy. So that's absolutely amazing. What what a story. And it's really given you some freedom as a, as a mom too, hasn't it? Oh, 100%. Look, I don't think I could have been involved in all my kids' activities hmm. as much had I not been able to work, you know, from my house. Wow. And, and so this, once again, it is something that, that the dentist can really use to help improve their quality of life, grow their and grow their practice with just a little bit of effort and be more community minded and actually make friends in their local community because they're not trying to get patients, you know, from the state next door, they're trying to work in their local community. And so they can really raise up their profile just by using LinkedIn. Right. Absolutely. Just think, you know, uh, you probably have the ads on the radio or you've got, you know, um, direct mail circulars or whatever you're doing for your marketing. But even if people see that or they hear that, they're still going to Google you. Mm-hmm. I promise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to, they're not going to just look at your Google reviews, but they're going to go check out your LinkedIn. They're going to mm-hmm. go check out your website because like I said, your LinkedIn is going to show up before your website. Yeah. Right. Even if you're throwing thousands of dollars every month on SEO, your LinkedIn's still showing up above that, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, and so people are going to go, they're going to do their due diligence and they're going to go check you out. Mm-hmm. Now you've also created some resources to help people optimize their profile. Haven't you? I have. Yes. Tell us about those. And I just uh, put them in the chat for everyone too. So if, if you click below, you can get a copy of a uh, pro Tracy's uh, resource here, but tell us a little <laughs> bit about what is in the ultimate profile checklist. So um, it, it, it sounds daunting. There's 30, it's 31 point profile checklist. Um, I actually only uh, give this to my paying clients so that they can keep track of, you know, every section. So um, you're going to get hints, you're going to get tips, you're going to get ideas on uh, how to every section in there. 
Hmm. Uh, and in there, we don't cover creator mode in depth because I have a different checklist for that um, because LinkedIn has added that since. But I did put a couple hints in there about being in creator mode. So okay. um, you're going to get some great tips. And we cover everything like I just talked about, the heat method. When we talk about, you know, some copywriting strategies and some keyword strategies. It's all in that checklist. Oh, wow. and by the way, they're going to get a copy also of my uh, best-selling book, LinkedIn Publishing to Profits. That was a bestseller in 2018. Um, guys, it's there's it's still it's kind of out of date, but it, there is some you know uh, stuff that's still relevant, especially the first chapter that talks about your profile. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you for sharing those. Those are going to be such a valuable resource. And, you know, we've really been talking about how you can maximize your LinkedIn profile and build that strong profile so that you can attract the right referral partners. And I know you've certainly really been laying a, a foundation and an understanding of why this matters. And you've been really helping us think through how to optimize the profile using the, the heat method and you know, right, being human, talking about your expertise, your authority and trust. And so we've been covering a lot of stuff, but if there's one thing that you could really drive home for the driven dental entrepreneurs who are listening right now, what do you wish dentists knew about LinkedIn? What, what's the one thing that you would just hound them with and say, like, just do this thing. Like, I, like you need to get this. <laughs> well, this is what I'm going to say. I think a lot of them feel like their, their people aren't on LinkedIn, that they're on mm. Facebook or they're on Instagram or they're mm. on TikTok, right? But their people are on LinkedIn. You just got to think outside the box a little bit. Who are the good referral partners for you, right? So let me give you a little statistic. Back in 2020, when we had the, the lockdown in March, so from March to May, the first 60 days of the lockdown, when nobody was at the office, right? And everybody now is working from home, right? That LinkedIn came out with a statistic. In the first 60 days of the pandemic, they did... Um, 55% more in activity and engagement on LinkedIn than they did in all of 2019. Oh my gosh. Tell you, right? Wow. So people who were using LinkedIn or were on LinkedIn that weren't using LinkedIn very well, were now scrambling to go, why was I ignoring this platform? And then people who were never on LinkedIn, because they're like, well, it won't work for my business now decided, you know what, it just might and got on the plat platform. So now today, LinkedIn has almost a billion members worldwide. So you don't think you can find your referral partners? Well, I, I think you may be able to find just a couple. <laughs> Even if it's local. Trust me, I worked with an oral surgeon in the Chicago area and helped yep. him open up a second office. So, just so using tell, me about the tell me about the oral surgeon. What were they able to do and, and where were they before they started working with you? And what were the results you were able to get for them? Sure. So he was working with a marketing company and the marketing company knew me and they knew the power of LinkedIn, but they knew that I knew how to build out profiles. And so I built him out a great profile. Now it's a little out of date. He's, he's, but he used it more for branding than anything else. Um, but what he was finding was um, that, you know, uh, he was getting referrals from people that weren't, they weren't close enough to his current office. And so he got the idea and with the help of the marketing company and LinkedIn to open up another office where he was getting a lot of these referrals. So it actually grew his business, but he had a very specific kind of um, kind of practice. He does, um, you know, wisdom teeth extractions and other oral extractions and surgery without the use of opioids. 
And so he started making a name for himself in the yeah. Chicago area because of, you know, the opioid pandemic. And so he brought attention to himself and his practice because of that. Wow. That's amazing. And he was able to open up a second location just by using LinkedIn. Yes. And as a matter of fact, he threw me under the bus at LinkedIn headquarters in Chicago. <laughs> this is in 2019. So apparently they had, you know, people from the city to come in and LinkedIn was going to talk to them about building out their profiles and giving them tips on how to, you know, create great profiles. Well, they asked people to, you know, be, you know, one of the ones that they would um, go and critique. And mine was one of the ones that they went and critiqued and they stopped the meeting, he said. And they said, got the other employees that weren't really paying attention. It says, you got to look at this profile. And then they put it up on the screen. They're like, this is how you do a profile. And it was the one that we did. So I got endorsed by LinkedIn unofficially. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. How exciting, Tracy. So, hey, you and I have just been having this amazing conversation on how to really maximize LinkedIn to get those referral partners. You've certainly changed my way of thinking about it and understanding of it. And I know our listeners, their, their views have, have changed too. And so any closing thoughts before we sign off here? Don't, uh, oh gosh, what's the word I was going to say? Um, get on LinkedIn. Don't do it tomorrow or next month. I mean, don't do it. Um, yeah, well, tomorrow's fine. But don't do it next month, next week, next year. LinkedIn is a powerhouse. They've been around for 20 years. Um, they've been around just a few more months longer than Facebook. But LinkedIn isn't going anywhere, hmm. um, especially now that Microsoft owns it. So um, it's it's a huge platform. By the way, it's something that we didn't talk about. LinkedIn's also a great place to also post job um, job ads or job positions mm. for new talent, too. So you really want to make sure that your company page is really great. You've got some employee advocacy going because people are going to see, they want to see what the company culture is, right? And they're also going to go look at the employees of the company. And some of the employees are going to look for are the top people. That would be the owner of, of the office and maybe some of the executives of the office. Wow. Okay. So, so once again, just optimizing that profile can not just be good for getting referral partners, growing the business. It can also help even attract some new employees when you reach that point or you need to, to bring someone new to the team? Yes. Uh, LinkedIn's uh, Talent Solutions, I believe, um, is the second largest to, I think, Indeed. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. So, Absolutely amazing. Well, hey, you are just a, a wealth of knowledge, Tracy. How can people get in touch with you? How can we find you? I've posted your ultimate profile checklist for everyone, but but how do we get a hold of you? Do you have a LinkedIn profile, Tracy? Um, yes, <laughs> I do. You can go find me at Tracy Enos and that's spelled E-N-O-S. Um, if you see the girl with the purple background, that's me. Okay. Um, not the right girl. Um, and of course, send a connection request. Um, say that you saw me on, on Tim's show and, and Dental uh, Wealth Nation. And, um, I will, here's what I'll do for you. I will even go look at your profile and I'll give you my top three tips. Oh my gosh. I, I'm going to take advantage of that myself. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> hey, well, what an exciting thing. So, hey, Tracy, thank you for sharing so generously with us. Thank you for helping Dennis out there build an even more amazing life of significance and, and really take advantage of all the tools, techniques, and, and strategies that are out there. Thank you for being part of the community. My pleasure, Tim. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Well, until next time, we'll see you again here soon on Dental Wealth Nation. 
You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 